Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, and 97.5 K248BR in Santa Cruz, and online at kpfa.org. The time is 3.30 p.m. Up next is Open Book. Welcome to Literary Dialogues with Nina Serrano, bringing you wonderful poets and writers who focus on peace, justice, and a healthy planet. I'm your host, Nina Serrano. Thomas Stanton is the seventh poet laureate of Benicia, California, a small, charming river town with a spectacular view of the Carquinez Straits filled with art galleries and artist studios. Tom is a multidisciplined, talented performance artist working in music, visual arts, and literature. Raised in Los Angeles, he has lived in Benicia since the 1990s, where he has raised a family and currently helps run a bookshop. He has sailed as a merchant seaman, worked construction, and exhibited his art in many galleries and museums. Welcome, Tom, to Literary Dialogues with Nina Serrano. Thank you. Very happy to be here. It's an honor. So, Tom, how did you get to be the seventh poet laureate of Benicia, California? I had some programs I believed uh, would be an addition to the existing programs, an asset And I felt like I would like to sort of bring them forth myself as visions that I had thought through. What were they? Primarily working in the high schools because I directed myself to the places that previous poet laureates sort of said, you know, if you ask them the question, what's the most difficult part of the job? It was almost always working with and specifically with high school students, uh, how to connect with the instructor, how to connect with the administration, how to actually put these programs in place. And I must say, all of the previous poet laureates held them in place quite well. Our first poet laureate, Joel Fallon, created the program in the schools. And Johanna Ely, our poet laureate number six, and Don Perry, poet laureate number five, brought our scholarship program into life. So at that point, we were able to go in with something to actually offer rather than just showing up to add art to the schools. So it's it's been successful. We are seeing applicants for the scholarship, and I'm looking forward to working with them again. I have another appointment to go into the high school, Benicia High School, and we're going to hear them read to us. And what other programs did you have in mind? I have a workshop cycle that I would like to see happen next year. Poetry workshops, uh, and there are five of them. Number one, poetry and collage, parenthetically visual, how the visual arts interfaces and interweaves with the written word. Number two, poetry and rhyme, same as lyric, anything from a Hallmark card to what you do at Christmas uh, and beyond. Number three, poetry and form, structure, for people that want to learn how to put their poem in, say, a sonnet form. They want to That's have, me. You know, yes, because it does, in a way, guarantee you that it's going to sound great. Um, there are many wonderful forms. Yeah, it worked for Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure, indeed. Number four, speaking of sonnets, um, it's an amplification of number three, poetry and sonnets, a sonnet. So specifically on the sonnet form. And there are uh, various versions of the sonnet form. I heard a gentleman 
read in uh, Albany the other night. He was a featured reader, and he put very uh, normal sorts of prose stories into a sonnet form. And they sounded poetic, but they didn't also. They just worked, right? In the last two stanzas, he brought it home, you know. And did, this, did it work as a story? Uh, yes, it worked in both senses, and I think that was the impact for me. And perhaps Shakespeare in his tongue and we in our tongues work equally well in a sonnet form. So the, the form became invisible, unless you knew ahead of time that he was doing that. Number five, poetry and speaking in tongues. Whoa. And to research that one, I have been going to churches mostly in Palau, but wherever I can to experience that when it happens with the permission of the church. I tell them that's my intention, and I come in. That's the only, uh, the only one of the five workshops that I will be leading. Oh. Because I've, I've been there, and I've heard it, and I think it would be really wonderful to explore what happens when you're performing a uh, poem, but you haven't had it written down. So in a way, it's improv. Which brings us to your kind of poetry, which is mm -hmm. very much improv. Yes. Tell us a little about that. In general, since 1978, I have written the poems as I speak them. It's a preferred method of my own, and if the poem is kept, and that depends on the audience, if I feel that the audience is responding to the poem, number one, it means it's not too complicated. It's, it's appealing to people of all kinds. I will then try and find the music in it, if it doesn't already have music. I then take it home, it's still in my head, and I find music to fit to the words. Then I try it again. I bring it back to the stage or I bring it back to the school or wherever it's been. With music? Yes. Musicalized? Yes. And in, yes. And in the beginning, I read it uh, very subtly. So the music is very subtle. Um, and many poets read musically without singing, clearly. And if that works, which is hugely exciting for me, then I get to take it back home and translate the musicality that the poem now already has into music. Written music? Uh, sometimes. Or yes, sometimes. played uh -huh. instrumentally? Either way, either way. And then I re-perform it again with this new mix. Oh, can we have a sample of this process? I think we can. Uh, this is a, a poem that's probably two years old, so it's more recent than a lot of uh, the music poems, which I call my poem songs. This uh, title of this poem is Real Fact Number 903, which came from a poetry reading where I was in the audience and I was a listener. Got myself a bottle of tea during the break and it, it was on the bottle cap. First line, what did he say? What did he say? What did he say? What did he say? What did he actually say? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three, and he was going to do a poem. He was going to do, but then it turned out that the poem did him. The poem did him. The poem did him, him, it did him, that poem did him, it did him well, 
did him well. Well, it did him. Well, that poem did. Did it hurt him? It did it. Yeah, it did him. Well, it did it. Well, did him. Did him. Well, it did him. It done him. It. Wow. Wow. Fun. I know that you also do throat singing. Do you have a poem that incorporates uh, that? This, uh, this is a stolen sound poem. This is called 111. 10 plus 1 equals 111. 10A plus 111. 111, Amazing, <laughs> really amazing. Have you other poems that play with music? Yes, it's called uh, Eugenia. Is it that you perform your poems differently every time? Yes, indeed. Um, it depends entirely on the audience, the venue, 
uh, my own mood and the condition of my voice, which now is already half an octave below where it should be, thanks to the last poem. Um, is it all right to Please. try this one? Uh, this is about a ship. Uh, it's also about a woman. It's called Eugenia, which makes it also about a flower. I me on she vessels I'll sue. I know, I know. Arahoa, Arahoa, Aliho, Waho, Yaho, Yoho, Sea vessel, Waha, Sea vessel, Arakome, Wa, Wahawa. Eugenia. Flower of the day, yaho, yaho, ya no sea vessel. Awa. Sea vessel. Awa. Of the darkness, the way, the night, semicolon, goes away. Eugenia. The day, Eugenia, the day, it's just a name, goes away, just a name, goes away, away. The seaway, Jaya, Janaya, the seaway. Eugenia, just away, just away, just a name. Eugenia, floating, Arl, Noah, Estes, Na, No, Ua, Come, in April with the wave, unexpected smoothing at a rushing pace. Over the monstrous wave, ancient shrines all through, glowed on scene. Gate, oil and owl do not a cormorant fly. Sturdy beast on foil of might, sun's asterisk twirling on glass plate. Reflection giving, given first and last. Eugenia blossoms, Eugenia blossoms. Kite and thumb, Icarus blooms. None. And last refrain. And all the girdled dindle deer cannot save you from the sea. Eugenia, Eugenia, you. Get some throat singing in there.
Tossed it, tossed it in for you. We'll oh, change it you. for every audience. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you daddy has never had throat singing before. Yeah, it's good. Thank wow. you for giving me the chance. That is just amazing. I first encountered throat singing when a troupe of Mongolian musicians mm. came through Berkeley. Mm. And I was floored by it mm. and have been fascinated ever since. And uh, you're one of the first poets I've ever seen that can incorporate it. Mm. It's, a, it's a tricky thing to bring in. Uh, number one in poetry, and you hear it a little bit in uh, adaptive Western uh, undertone or throat singing, but it's very difficult to come in and out of your note. So if you're throat singing and then you want to go back to normal, uh, you really have to find oh, right. <laughs> where your vocal cords landed last time. And so that's been the part that I work on the most. And also, uh, it's tempting to allow the throat singing to actually overwhelm the other music in the poem. I wonder how the high school students would respond to this. Well, we'll find out. Normal poem. Normal poem, okay. The perfect God revealed. Every day, there is one. Every day, you write one. On the scroll unwinds, not better or worse, not more or less beautiful. The sunsets unwind, revealing the eyes within the soul when the scroll ends and begins again. Yes, a normal poem. <laughs> normal. Uh, here's another normal poem. This, this was an ekphrastic. An ekphrastic is uh, when one desires and produces, desires to write, and produces a poem to a uh, visual art, art piece. Uh, it can be sculpture, painting. It can be a dance performance, actually. It can be any of the uh, visual arts. However, you are producing, as your product, you're, produ you're producing or meant to produce a poem. This is a normal poem in response to a painting. Full title is actually Terracotta. If I had a face like Neville Brand or a pen like Charles Bukowski or a voice like Dennis Hopper, I'd be there in that one-man submarine hearing the cries of Santeria tripping over the barely recognized carcass of badass bone bird of spirituality. Someone said we're the love poem or love poetry contest of the world, and I'm with that. I think originally Joel Fallon, who founded the love poetry contest and it was our program. The, the first poem. Yes, Poet Laureate number one. Uh, so I do have a short love poem. It's called You Wanted My Voice. I know I loved her. I know I loved her. Lost at sea, lost in snow, knowing, oh yes, we knew. She never was in Benicia until she was buried. When they built the Safeway, they moved her bones to the cemetery here in town. I never saw a blossom as beautiful as the one I saw last spring 
When her tombstone, when her tombstone had been re 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 retouched, redone, when her tombstone had been redone. She never was here until now. Perhaps we could try a improved poem. Yes. Weaving three times, that works. Weaving, 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 weaving terms, weaving, weaving, same note there as the beginning, weaving on a rigid heddle, weaving not be four. I able to follow all those directions, but I'll do no. my own. Yeah, version, absolutely. It is. So it's weaving twice to open. All the others are singular until you come back around and hit it twice again. Okay, so the first weaving I hit twice. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and three times. Which is three. One, two, three, and twice again. Weaving, weaving, weaving terms, weaving, weaving on a rigid heddle, weaving, 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 weaving terms, ask you about this instrument that yeah. you brought. This is a, a guitar made uh, actually in a summer class uh, that was for children. I think fifth grade was about as high as it went. We didn't really want to go above uh, fifth grade because they were able to build the instrument and then figure out through the building of it how to sing to it. So it didn't matter if it produced an off-pitch sound and it didn't matter if the student was tone deaf. After all, who really is? I might be. <laughs> uh, because you can basically you slide this cork up and down and you get you know, all kinds of range. So uh, right now we're, who knows? No marks. No marks on the bridge. So we're climbing. 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 Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So it's, it's simple, effective, and uh, they pretty much left, went home with these things, and uh, said to their parents, listen to this. <laughs> their parents are going, okay. <laughs> uh, but in most cases, the parents actually sang along. You know, we get a field report the next week. <laughs> what happened when you got home, you know? Uh, nobody actually used it, uh, you know, recycled it into a true can to hold liquid or anything. So that's the good news. Uh, they all remain musical instruments. They <laughs> continued to use. All the pieces, by the way, uh, it's probably obvious, are replaceable and recyclable. So you can build it back and forth, too. If they want to put a metal neck here instead of a wooden one, no problem. And by the way, no glue, no nails. Nothing. It's assembled from junk. It's all, it's all in there by tension. So there's virtually nothing here but elements. Well, thank you so much, Tom. You've created a whole world of elements, a whole world of poetry. Thank <laughs> oh. you so much. Well, it was a, a privilege. Really enjoyed being here. Thank you. Oh, I'm glad. Thanks for watching. To read more of my work, poems, novels, and translations, go to ninaserrano.com and subscribe to my blog so we can keep in touch and you'll hear about upcoming shows.
is not the same wild west the white man found. It is a land that Buddha came upon from a different direction. It is a wild white nest in the true mad north of introspection where falcons of the inner eye dive and die. Lawrence Ferlinghetti, a voice synonymous with passion, integrity, and vision. No other station has been bringing you voices like these for nearly 70 years, except KPFA. You're listening to 94.1 KPFA, 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, 97.5 K24BR in Santa Cruz, and online worldwide at kpfa.org. 